Freemasonry is an ancient and worldwide organization. Many people see it with mystery. Other people see it with intrigue. Others with great reverence. But what good is it to have high recognition if whenever people join the craft, there's inconsistency in how things are done? On today's episode of The Winding Stairs, I have the pleasure of having a conversation with Brother Andrew Rizzatello. And he is, you may know him on TikTok as Metal Drew. Uh, and he is a past master. He has a point of view about this situation of inconsistency in masonry that I thought was interesting and worth worthy of exploring because I think it has the potential of helping many brothers out there in our fraternity. So thank you all for being with us today. Andrew, thank you so much for being here with me on The Winding Stairs. Again, Brother Sepulveda, thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. Like We've been connected for, for many years now uh, at different capacities, right? Uh, Absolutely. I still remember, and I hold dear, the pin that you gave me from the... Uh, either the table lodge, right, or the what did you call it? The it was the the three hundredth celebration, um, back in twenty seventeen, uh, where the Masonic Roundtable put together the three hundredth anniversary of the signing uh, or the um, the forming of the United Grand Lodge of England. Uh, we all went down to Alexandria, Virginia. Myself, my uh, brother Kevin Cotter, and then a bunch of other Masons from around the United States um, just descended upon Alexandria. It was amazing. We all got to meet you guys, and I presented all of the hosts, including yourself, with, I believe it was uh, uh, John Ruark who said, a pin that you could see from space. <laughs> it, yeah, it is. It, it's a larger size pin, and it features uh, the the implements of yes. the the junior warden. Uh, it, we, whenever I do my tour or my little show and tell of my pin apron, I'm going to highlight it so your brothers can see it. <laughs> Uh, I but still Andrew, have some left. Yes, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, we may be able to uh, raffle some at some point. Okay. <laughs> so when you reached out to me about the topic of, of, of this inconsistency, we started talking about aspects of marketing when it came to Freemasonry. And, and we're clear already, if we've spent any time on the internet uh, communicating with other brothers, that there is a great number of brothers who have an aversion to even coming close to the words business, the word marketing, uh, when it comes to referring to the craft and the way that they do business. So I wanted to start off uh, by by giving some of your credentials first so that brothers can can get to know a little bit about you. Uh, you're the past master and the current Tyler of Olive Branch Lodge number 16 in the Garden State. Yes. Yes. Jersey boy here. Nice. <laughs> uh, Brother Rizzitello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, is also a 32nd degree uh, Mason from the Valley of Central Jersey in the Scottish Rite. Is this northern or southern? This is northern jurisdiction. Northern jurisdiction, uh, which is perfect uh, for the conversation we're going to have today because the northern jurisdiction had a very important impact. When it came, oh yeah, to, the the program they started, yes, correct. We're bringing consistency into the way that we present ourselves 
publicly. Uh, can you give us some insight as to whenever you first came in contact with this campaign that the Northern Jurisdiction uh, Scottish Rite put together? Do you remember how that oh, first absolutely. came in your radar? Um, so the current illustrious um, uh, grand, uh, the illustrious master of the Scottish, Northern Masonic Jurisdiction Scottish Rite at the time was from New Jersey. Um, and he was the one that brought forth to uh, the idea of the not just a man, a Mason campaign. Um, <clears throat> being from New Jersey, obviously he's going to filter it all back down to us because as he said, and he constantly said it, he was just a demo lay boy from Clifton. So he had great, great pride in being a New Jersey Mason and wanted to bring the, the spoils, I guess you'd say, of what he did back home. Um, so he presented it to New Jersey. Um, it was filtered through our various um, district education officers, district deputies, things like that. And with that program also started the uh, BeAFreemason.org mm -hmm. website. Um, and there were, I wouldn't call them grand officers, but officers chosen by the Grand Lodge to man that program here in New Jersey and help filter any and all emails that came through, emails, calls, et cetera, from that website. Nice. And just to give people some insight into what we're talking about, what the Northern Jurisdiction Scottish Rite did is that they were able to create a marketing campaign with the purpose of informing the public of what we do as Masons. Uh, they put a wealth of assets in the hands of lodges around the United States. So let's say, for example, a local lodge had a website and they wanted to uh, populate it with some information about their lodge, their meetings, who their members were. They could do so in a way that was very visually appealing because it used the graphics that they designed. And these were graphics that were high quality graphics. Um, they did a number of photo shoots where they uh, they took actual brothers in meetings, brothers attending different functions, so that the public could get a glimpse at to what happens in a meeting. What is the kind of dynamic between brothers whenever there's an event happening? And I think that brought great consistency to what used to be just a hot podge of um, HTML websites and uh, what is that called? GeoCities. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. Unfortunately, there are some lodges out there that don't do too well on the internet. They, um, they falter heavily and whether they have a, I guess you would call it a technology committee or just a group of brothers from the lodge that man the helms of their online presence in all aspects, not just a website, but social media, et cetera, are, are lacking. Mm -hmm. uh, I, have, I have two things I'd like to say. First, regarding the Not Just a Man of Mason campaign, uh, the videos that were produced by the Northern Masonic Jurisdiction were, as you stated, high quality videos. And didn't just show what we did behind, you know, the meetings and getting together, but it also compared it to your everyday life. You know, yes, literally, it was the not just a man, a mason. You know, mm -hmm. showed the guy coming from work, meeting up with his children, etc., and then going to lodge and bettering himself. 
Um, and also, they made it in more than one language, mm. which is always great when you don't know your audience. You never know what kind of individual may be looking at these videos. So you mm-hmm. obviously want to um, have that broader audience and appeal to that broader audience. No, that, that was great. Um, the second thing uh, going on to when it comes to websites, social media, etc. Um, I take pride in knowing that my lodge be, simply because our Facebook page, our Instagram, our website are constantly updated and active that we have attracted members to this site because not only my, uh, I am part of the, I guess you'd say online committee. Um, our secretary here is very big into responding to any messages that we may get through Facebook messenger or obviously emails. And then the past master just before me, brother De Lucia, um, he is responsible for not only building our website, but maintaining it and keeping it up to date. Um, so we have had success stories where people have traveled 40 minutes or more to our lodge simply because we respond, we are active, yeah. we are updated. Yeah, we see that quite often when people try to make a contact with lodges. They try to understand, uh, first, they don't know what a lodge is or what a lodge does. They just know that Freemasonry is intriguing. Perhaps they know a thing or two about what we believe and how we do things. Uh, So it is imperative that there is some sort of consistency uh, of quality in that inter- that initial interaction this is the first impression we make on on people perhaps let's let's not say it's the first impression is the first impression that our lodges make with the public now the first impression that freemasonry makes with the individual is not in our hands unfortunately so that that is that is a that is a point that i wanted to address with you because herein lies a a lot of weight when it comes to the importance of us having consistency in our presentation. So we're giving a second chance at a first impression. If we fumble that, the the odds of the individuals being really engaged, becoming active, and long-term participants of the craft uh, is in jeopardy. So I wanted to first, uh, I wanted to go back to the, the whole idea of, of branding. Hmm. Um, I know, you know, we've had conversations before where I know that you and I, they, we think very similarly when it comes to thinking of brands and the importance of keeping a brand. Now, again, if, if you're listening to this video and you're, feeling that your aprons are getting in a bunch anytime I say marketing, (laughs) I'm going to need you to be of open mind and understand that what we're talking about is that there is importance in our presentation. So it doesn't mean that we're going to um, prostitute the craft. It doesn't mean that we're going to sell the craft. You know, what it means is that we are, we can look at other disciplines of life and get what works and implement it in a way that doesn't necessarily corrupt what our mission and vision is in in Freemasonry. So as we talked uh, privately in the green room and whatnot about this, uh, the idea that I brought forward, and I think you agree with me, is 
we obviously Freemasonry is a fraternity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, a, you know, being a group of men. Think of any other type of group like that, be it the Rotary Club or the Kwanis or the Lions or the Moose or anything like that. What comes to my mind immediately when I hear of uh, a group and I automatically know what their message is would be the boys and the girl or the Girl Scouts. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear, oh, the Boy Scouts are in town, the Boy Scouts are doing this. Instantly in my head, I know what the Boy Scouts are about. You know, I know that they're about training young men to better themselves, doing camping, uh, doing, you know, some some kind of fundraiser for a local charity or themselves, et cetera. And the same thing goes for the Girl Scouts and the Girl Scouts and pushing their cookies. <laughs> so Thin Mints for Life. Um, but immediately, like, that's what comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Do we have that in Freemasonry? Because from my experience, we don't. More people come to myself and many of the other creators on TikTok or on your on, on Facebook pages and go, what is this about? Mm-hmm. All they know are A, the conspiracies, or B, that we've just been around for a while. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's nothing else. It, it's just like a brick wall that they see. So I think we need to, that is the first thing we need to address. And that is the first thing that we have to be homogenous on mm-hmm. yeah the the as when it comes to the legacy that we already enjoy i see it as a gift here you have an organization that has this allure it's, it's almost an aspirational brand when you think of um of high fashion for example and let's say you think of uh, I don't know, Tom Ford or you, you know, whatever you, you call high Coco fashion. Chanel. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is, you see people that live beyond their means trying to acquire some of these elements because they want to be at that level. Maybe they can't afford it, but they make a, they make a real true effort to participate of that brand because it has this reputation of success. And people feel successful whenever they they are wearing these brands that have that 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 high quality appeal. Wearing, driving, uh, drinking. Exactly. Doesn't matter what, as long as the brand is there. Mercedes. I have a Mercedes. It's a German car, mm-hmm. but it's got that name. It has that emblem. People know that you spent X amount of dollars to obtain that vehicle. And so, yes, they, as an enterprise, they do everything in their power to protect that oh, legacy and that perceived value. So for us as Masons, um, from, from positions of leadership, we have to make sure that we uphold that level of quality. Now, there's a distinction here between being elitist yeah. and, and being an aspirational brand. Right. Well, what are we selling to to the men out there? What we're selling is that we have a set of of values that we can present to you in a very unique way so that you can become the best the best version of yourself possible. That's what we're selling. Now, what happens when we're selling that and it comes time for delivery? (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
And, and that I believe is when we start getting into trying to be homogenous, not so much in the way that we do it, but in how we present it. Yep. And the level of quality, the level of care, the level of attention that has to be consistent. It doesn't mean that every single lodge looks like every other lodge because it's practically impossible, right? I, I wouldn't want that to begin with. One of the greatest things about Freemasonry is traveling and seeing some of these other lodges that you may not go to on the regular. And take, take for instance, there's a lodge a half hour away from the lodge I'm sitting in right now. And they have a stairwell inside. And for all of my brother Masons, you obviously know the allegory of the stairwell. There's a physical stairwell and they use it during one of our degrees. We don't have that here. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of it is you get to see some of these little nuances between the lodges. No, it's it's beautiful. So if we were if we're going to talk about the pros of of being able to, I describe it as being separate but equal. That way you have these separate lodges. Uh, they're equal in the fact that they provide value, that they provide a high level of quality and attention to detail. But they are independent in this in the in the perspective that they can decorate the lodge with their own uniqueness. They may have some local customs that that don't translate. Like there are things we do here in Kissimmee that don't translate all the way up to New Jersey. Oh, absolutely you, not. Right? <laughs> absolutely not. You know, how many you got a lot of gators in, in Jersey? <laughs> so we got gator-themed experiences here in masonry. If you've never heard of this, we do have a we have a what we call some people call them vanity degrees, or some people call them um, themed degrees. So we have one that we do exclusively here in in Kissimmee. Every year we do an island degree. Oh yes, I heard about this. Yeah, so we have there's a there's a lake right next to our lodge. And there are a few islands in that lake. Well, the the county gives us full permission to use one of those islands exclusively for two days. And in those two days, we have uh, a master mason degree. We have a lot of activities. So, but what I was going to say is that we have a degree called uh, the hole in the head gang. I can't tell you anything else about it. If you're interested in being a part of this, make sure to mark your calendar. November 4 of 2023. We're gonna go, we're going back to the island to do another master mason degree. And if you can <laughs> if you can come see Mickey Mouse and come see us at the island, <laughs> you see, you you you're gonna have a good time. <laughs> but there therein lies the beauty of the travel. And like you were yes, saying, yes. not every lodge can do that obviously here in new jersey we you know we have our shoreline but we don't have islands like you would down in florida so for my lodge uh because of where my lodge sits it's where the first shots of the battle of monmouth were fired nice so everything we do we have a very colonial theme for a majority of the degrees we've had speakers come in and you know dress up as benjamin franklin brother george washington etc etc and host it here or host it down the road at Monmouth Battlefield um, just because of the history of the area. Nice. So that is, I think, one of the pros of being separate but equal. Mm -hmm. 
However, the con of being separate but equal is the is also the difference in ritual or the difference in presentation uh, that may come across. Mm-hmm. Um, you often hear the term irregular or clandestine. And unfortunately, as a layperson, as a profane, as we say, mm-hmm. you, you aren't sure what that means up front. So how are we, quote unquote, true Freemasons supposed to combat and educate what that means, what what those lodges are, um, without taking away from the mystique and the the beauty that is Freemasonry. Yeah. If you're enjoying this episode, you will love our newly redesigned website, thewindingstairs.com, where you will find free access to our entire podcast catalog. By visiting thewindingstairs.com, you will also discover our growing collection of Freemasonry-inspired art. That's right. Bring elegant artwork featuring the profound symbols of masonry to your home, office, or lodge. You'll be happy to know that we've also expanded our apparel collection to include new, discreet designs in sizes up to 5XL. We can't wait for you to see them. Support our efforts to share Masonic education and inspiration by visiting thewindingstairs.com today. Thank you. Yeah, and think about how difficult it is for you to explain to someone what Freemasonry is, right? Now, think how much more complex it is for you to explain how come there are four different Grand Lodges in your jurisdiction and only one or two of them are recognized or regular, right? So if you have some sort of cohesiveness uh, or, or communication between jurisdictions, you can all have a unified effort into combating some of the misinformation that is out there. Absolutely. It, whenever anybody comes in and, and accuses and say, well, no, I can't, I can't be a Mason because I'm, I'm Catholic. So I, I just can't do it. You're like, wait a second. We've already done the research. And if I already did the research, there's a reason for you to do the research as well. We share this information and we work together to combat some of the misinformation that's out there. And absolutely. And that, and sadly, you bring up the, the point of religion. From my experience, and you can attest to this yes. through TikTok, that seems to be one of the biggest detractors. Mm-hmm. Um, there seems to be a large section of the population that believes that because of their religious beliefs, they cannot be a Freemason. And as we've stated multiple times, and as all brothers know, the only thing that stops you religiously from being a Mason is being an atheist. Mm-hmm. We don't care about your religious affiliation in any way, as long as you believe that there is that supreme being. Yep. Um, um, go ahead. There are concerted efforts out there to dissuade certain sections of um, of the population from joining us. And I I want to I want I'm giving you some um, insight into a future episode. I have in my hand an official pamphlet put together from uh, this. This came out of a suggestion from the Southern Baptist, Southern Baptist Convention. Ugh. So, uh huh. 
Yep. So they put together this thing called a closer look at Freemasonry. And I'm going to have an episode where I dissect this, where they have eight claims that they make about Freemasonry and why Freemasonry may not be compatible with Christianity. Now, you and I both know that there is nothing in Masonry that conflicts with our religious privileges or duties. Thereby, these eight points are misinformed. They're incorrect. You can be a Baptist and be a and be a Freemason. But more to come on that. If you're watching or listening to this and you're not subscribed to The Winding Stairs, make sure to subscribe now because I would hate for you to miss out on this. This is going to be information that is going to be useful for whenever people are making some bold and erroneous claims about the craft. It's funny because illustrious brother uh, Arturo de Hoya uh, wrote a book, Is It True What They Say About Freemasonry? Mm -hmm. And um, he actually was in communication with two authors back in the, I believe it was the early 90s, um, who made some highly erroneous claims and told them, like, if you want to talk about this and get the right information, I'm here. I'm the Grand Secretary of the Scottish Rite. Like, I've got the books. <laughs> mm -hmm. And yet you still have the individuals that are very hard up on their convictions that just don't want to see past their own bias. Yeah. And I think when it comes bringing it back to marketing, mm -hmm. that is what we need to address. That, yes, the Catholic Church, for instance, still holds true to the papal bull. It was codified in 1983, and it still holds true. But as a former Catholic myself, it depends on your pastor. It depends on your church. Yeah. You know, if the, if it's a, a hardcore Catholic church, yes, you will most likely get some looks or some uh, some talking tos if you walk into church on a Sunday with a square and compass on. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, the normal person, the normal churchgoer doesn't care. Yeah. Um, or they, or as you alluded to before, knows that because masonry isn't a religion, it's actually more of a support system for your already pre-existing beliefs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're, so you're... I, I, that, that would be an, another marketing idea is to, to those individuals that may be uh, greater in faith than others, market it toward that this is a support system to what you already believe in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because, I, I know some brothers frown at the preemptive attempt to, to persuade people to join the craft. So the, the whole effort of, oh, let me tell you why you want to be part of this. That's one aspect. That yeah. dirty R word. Yep. <laughs> and, and just to let you know, make sure to look at your local um, digest. Recruiting is not forbidden in every jurisdiction. So I've seen billboards, I've seen TV commercials, I have seen pamphlets, I've seen all kinds of things. So before you paint it with a broad brush and say, oh, we just don't recruit, well, you may want to check in your jurisdiction because uh, many times that has been, uh, that's old, <laughs> that's old info. You need the, you need the updated pamphlet. 
Um, you need to update your websites. Yeah, you need to update your <laughs> geospace. Um, <laughs> is it geospace? Geos, the geocity, <laughs> angel fire. There you go. <laughs> um, but, you know, think about this. Right now, we just came out of a midterm election. And this country has been fully energized for the past few years when it comes to politics, right? And one of the consistent things that I hear about some political party, some political parties' difficulty in unifying their base is a lack of a consistent message. If you have too many people pulling pulling on what they think it's important, as opposed to one of the you know one of the parties saying, "Listen, guys, these are our four cardinal bullet points." for us to address in this upcoming election and you have everybody rowing in the same direction you have a much greater impact than if everybody is just grasping at at whatever they can to convey their message here with your suggestion having some sort of consistency and i like again what the northern jurisdiction of the scottish right is has put in our hands to use we need to use that to the best of our abilities. And I think that brothers, even if your lodge is not using them, I encourage you to go to beafreemason.org and check out the information that they have available. Public facing information that is well written, is well presented, and it's available for you to, to use as a guide whenever you're interacting with someone who's interested in the craft. They have videos, images that you could use on your website. You can buy banners mm -hmm. for your lodge. Uh, we had a lodge here in Southern Jersey that bought the one, the most famous, not just a man, a Mason image. And they actually, their lodge is actually part of a strip mall down in South Jersey. And that was their four window panel was that image. Um, so yes, use it. It's 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 there. Use it. Yeah. I'd like to present a question to you, brother. Yes. So we have what I'd say everyone right now, every brother right now is consistent on is the I'd say three things that Freemasonry, no matter where it is, uh, holds true to. One, you have to be a man. Two, you have to be of age. That may be 18 or 21, depending on your jurisdiction. But of age normally satisfies that variable. Mm -hmm. And number three, you have to have a belief in some form of supreme being. Mm -hmm. I think there should be at least maybe five to six more things all of us are steadfast on. Um, when presenting Freemasonry to the general public. Hmm. What would you say we need to all of us agree on? Like, no, this is Freemasonry. This is our message. Y you as an individual need to understand this is what we expect of you before coming in. Hmm. Um, I always go to the well-recommended portion of um, our ex expectation of the individual. Um, well recommended, in my opinion, means that 
to the people that surround you, you are someone who is trustworthy, someone who is uh, a role model, someone who has a desire to improve yourself so that you can be of better impact to the people that surround you. And ascertaining that that is the kind of attitude that the individual that's come in and has is helpful, not just to him, because he'll be able to get the best benefit from the craft, but he's going to be able to come in and help others emulate or others follow um, what, what they do. Um, so I think that's the first thing that comes to mind. That it has to be an individual who is well-recommended, really is someone of a... Upright man. Yeah, of good reputation. And, and many times... All it takes is for you to speak with this man one time. Sit down over dinner with him when he comes to visit your lodge. Before you ever give him a petition, make sure that you feel comfortable sitting at the table with him. Um, you, I know you listened to the conversation I had with Brother Tom McGuire uh, from Fossil Bluff. That yeah, I, uh, he, he's got a ton of my money. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, he's, he's a great, great craftsman. Um, but in, in the conversation, we were talking about the fact that guarding the West Gate through making it a not so easy thing to do to get a petition. I've, I've, seen, I've seen many instances where some young man comes in from the street, knocks at the door. He's like, hey, you know, I've heard about the Freemasons. I saw this movie. I, I read this book. Um, how can I join? It's like, oh yeah, here, hey, can you get him a petition? He's interested in joining. What? Mm. Well, that's like I, and, I don't and, and a funny aside, well, not really funny, but an aside to that comment. I've seen that happen, but I've also seen that happen more often to gentlemen who are coming in that know someone or someone or a brother is already bringing them in which is yeah. kind of the wrong thing to say because that gives off the air of, of you need to know somebody when you don't. But it helps. You can be, you can be Joe Schmo from the street that comes into the lodge yeah. and wants to look around. We've had individuals do that and some of them become great masons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think with all of these points that both you and I made, there are obviously smaller bullet points that go along with it. For sure. For sure. And this is ideally, if for the brothers listening or watching uh, this episode, start thinking about how does how does this apply to your lodge? What is the current experience in your lodge? When people are searching for masonry in your area, is that is that second first impression that they're getting positive? Would you be interested in joining a lodge if you went to your website? If that's, you know, just ask yourself that. Go to your lodge's website tonight and check, okay, if I knew nothing of masonry and I saw this website, would I be interested in making an appointment to meet with someone there? If Is the, the answer, information there? Is the exactly. information even there exactly. to, as you say, make an appointment? Do you know when the meetings are? Do you know when the schedule, both the scheduled or the, here in New Jersey, we meet multiple times a month we have two meetings and then two rehearsal nights mm -hmm. during the month so do you know which is which do you know what time they meet mm -hmm. is there an email contact or a facebook contact 
Yeah. Little things. Yeah, and and that's where consistency comes in. Look at the best lodge website that you can find. Uh, it should not be difficult for you to find one. If you go to the Winding Stairs group on Facebook and you say, <laughs> brothers, can you share links on some of the best lodge websites you've ever come across? Guarantee you, you're going to get more links than you need. <laughs> Your notifications are going to blow up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but also, I want to encourage brothers to check out the episode that I, uh, I, I published regarding awareness. In that episode, I go into details as to what are some of the important things for you to include on your website to be effective in increasing that awareness of the public whenever they go looking for your lodge. Uh, it's just a couple of episodes ago. Just look it up in your favorite podcast player or on YouTube so that you can see what I put together. Uh, and and it's it's almost obvious, but when I go to a website and I don't find those details, it irks me. I'm like, how do you not put, when do you meet? Where in the world is your address? <laughs> What's going on here? You know, they're really trying to be a secret society, keeping all the secrets in, including... <laughs> How people find it. <laughs> Including where the building is. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that I like to um, talk about on social media is the, you don't have to go to the lodge that is closest to you. So if you are the lay person, perhaps you're listening to this show. Hi, how are you? I'm Drew, a Freemason here in New Jersey. Um, don't think that you have to go to the lodge that's 15 minutes down the road. Mm -hmm. um, for example, here in New Jersey, there are two Portuguese speaking lodges in, in North Jersey. They do everything except uh, record keeping in Portuguese Look at that. because there is such a large contingency of Portuguese individuals in mm -hmm. that area coming over from New York, working, et cetera. So if you happen to be of the Portuguese flavor, go there. You'll find yeah. a better atmosphere for yourself. Yeah. Whereas you know, you can come down here to central Jersey and you hang out with guys like me. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> you come over to Jersey and hang out with brother Ritzetalo. Hey. Hey. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's excellent. I do look forward to coming over to Jersey and spending some time with my brother, Drew. Uh, <laughs> uh, listen, this is a conversation that of course needs a, needs uh, further engagement, but hopefully it's a catalyst for brothers to start talking about it. Bring this concern to your lodge. Make sure to check your website, check your social media accounts, check the even the information that's posted on the door to your lodge. Is this something that is going to be helpful for people that are seeking information? And, you know, we would love to hear from you. What are you proud of your lodge. If there's something your lodge is doing right that you think other brothers should emulate, make sure to go to the comment section of this episode and let us know. Hey, I'm proud that my lodge is doing this and it's giving us this result. Or if you feel that there is something that there's room for improvement in the way that you've seen things done in your area, let us know as well. We may be able to share uh, in the comment section further information of ways that we have perhaps solved some of those problems. Brother Drew, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for bringing up this topic and adding so much to it tonight. No, I thank you, Brother Juan, for having me on. And 
I hope I didn't derail your expectations too much because no. just how I am. No, you did. You did excellent. <laughs> I'm looking forward to having another conversation with you in the future. Thank you so much for uh, coming to us from your beautiful lodge. And I, you know, we, we'll we'll do this again, uh, guys. If you if you don't follow uh, Brother Andrew on TikTok, he has very very good content. Make sure to go check him out. You can find him at Metal Drew. Is it metal underscore or metal Drew? It is, me it is metal underscore Drew. Yep, at metal underscore Drew. And he puts very good content, very good information out there. Uh, he's educational, entertaining, engaging, and, and you want to be a part of that. So, brother, thank you so much for your time. Again, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. It ple pleasure has been all mine. And for the brothers listening and watching, thank you so much for being a part of the Winding Stairs. I want to take a moment to say a special thanks to our supporters on Patreon. Uh, your support makes this happen. We're able to uh, create content on a consistent basis that it's of high quality to help not just the members of the uh, the members of the fraternity have a better experience up the winding stairs, but perhaps helping people who are interested in masonry find that which they're looking for. So, for all your support, thank you. If you don't, uh, if you want to be a part of the of our of our patron supporters, just go to patreon.com slash Juan Sepulveda. You'll see all the details there. You'll get first access to some of the episodes. You'll get some behind the scenes looks and you'll have the, the, the pride to say that, hey, I helped make that happen. Um, and also, if, if that is not interesting to you, there are many other ways to support us. If you go to thewindingstairs.com, you can see our growing collection of Masonic art and apparel things that you can bring to your lodge as gifts to your past masters or treat yourself now that the holidays are coming. And lastly, if you found value in this, make sure that other brothers get access to it. Find a place to share it and let us know how you did it. All right. So until next time, thank you so very much for watching and may your steps be firm and your path illuminated as we continue our journey up the winding stairs. <laughs>